Hey kids, it's your buddy Peter. It is 1.46 in the morning on June 23rd, and we're putting the finishing touches on episode 90 of Scotch and Good Conversation. It is our interview with local Orlando artist, tattooer, renaissance man, Mr. Scott White from Rise Above Tattoo came in and hung out. We talked music, we talked tattoos, we talked Orlando, we covered a whole bunch of bases, and it was a good time. He's a good dude. Stick around for that. You're going to like it. Got a little bit of business to get to first, though. Best of Orlando 2017 is happening again. The Orlando Weekly does it once a year, and we would appreciate it if you would take about two minutes out of your, your life to nominate us as Best Local Orlando Podcast. Go over to OrlandoWeekly.com and uh, go to the best of section and then go to local color about halfway down you're going to find a, uh, a section called best local podcast put our name in there put scotch and good conversation in there we are a local orlando podcast based out of orlando we talk to orlando people about orlando and other nonsense but ultimately what we do is we we like to tell the world about what a special place that this is so if you do that for us that would be great if you've done it already thank you and if you're going to do it, thank you very much. A couple of other things, and I'll be done with this. Uh, Ono Radio Show, another great Orlando podcast. They recently celebrated their 300th episode. They've been doing it way longer than we have. And they threw themselves a little party, and they invited us. It was at the Colonial Lanes in Orlando, and they had a bowling tournament. It was us. Uh, we were teamed up with the What's the Fuss podcast. We love those kids. Semantics was out there. They were teamed up with... Uh, BYOCB, uh, the kids on the Swarry Jones show were there, and the the gang from the Burn It Down show out on the coast, they were there, and we all bowled, and uh, Team What's the Fuss slash Scotch and Good Conversation came in absolutely last place. I think it might have been because of the booze. Uh, there was no small amount of beer drank, and we're really bad at bowling, and quite frankly, my heart wasn't in it, but I did have a good time. Got to meet some people, got to put some names with some faces that I've seen all over the internet. Um, got to hang out with some old friends, got to hug some friends, handed out some Scotch and Good Conversation stickers. It was a good time. Thanks to the gang from um, Ono Radio Show for inviting us, and congratulations to the Swervy Jones Show. It turns out you guys are really good at bowling. Good work, guys. Uh, we will see you maybe next year, all right? A couple other things. Uh, speaking of stickers, We've got stickers. If you want some, I can get them at you. Uh, it's a couple different ways you can get them. First and foremost, you can get them right from me. If you see me, ask. I will give them to you. You can go into our sponsors. They all have them and uh, buy something from them and ask them for a sticker. They will gladly give you one or two. Red Light Red Light has them. La Femme du Fromage have, has them. They're both located in the Audubon Park Garden District. And Bama Pama Vintage will also have them at any of their pop-ups. So uh, get yourself some stickers. If you're not local, you can email us at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com and put your name and address and I'll get some off to you lickety-split. Or there's another good way you can get them. You can go to scotchandgoodconversation.com, our website, and about a quarter of the way down on the left-hand side, there's a little donate button that says donate. You can hit that button, put your name and address in there, and give us a buck or two, or five, or 10, or 20. 
and we will send you some stickers and we will be your best friend forever. These things aren't free. So if you want to do it that way, that would make us really happy. And speaking of stickers, we got them from a local uh, company. And I just want to just tell you about them because they're, they're not really a sponsor, but they just did a great job and we like them immensely. A company called HiViz. Uh, they're, like I said, they're local. They, they don't only do stickers. They can do stickers. They can do an entire campaign for you from the ground up. If, if, if you just need decals, they can do that, but they can do banners, do vehicle, wall, or boat wraps. They can do design work. They're very good at what they do. They're very easy to work with. And like I said, they're local. I just like helping out Orlando people. A high viz, it's, uh, the phone number is 866-744-4484. That's 866-744-4484 or highvizgraphics.com. Tell them that we sent you. And we actually do have another sponsor, brand new sponsor, Mr. Nick Scout. He builds guitars, beautiful, custom, handmade guitars, and he will build you one. His company, Scout Guitars, is our new sponsor, and we couldn't be more proud to be affiliated with this company. He's, he's legit. He's just a good guy. He plays a ton of instruments, and he will build you something beautiful who will sit down with you help you design something and handcraft it for you local orlando guy he's been doing it for years uh, his phone number is 321-289-8611 that's 321-289-8611 scoutguitars at gmail.com is a way to get a hold of him uh, go to his website scoutguitars.com Take a look around and follow him on Instagram also. That's a really good way to see what he does. Uh, he has videos of how he crafts all his guitars and what they look like after they're done. He's a good guy. Nick Scout, Scout Guitars. We're real proud to have them as a sponsor. Kids, um, this is a good podcast. You're going to like it. And I want to thank you for listening. Thanks a lot. I love you guys. Go outside. Be with your family when you're done. And uh, hug each other and love on each other and talk to each other. Okay? You guys, peace. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for checking out episode 90 of Scotch and Good Conversation. I am your host, Peter, and we're a weekly hangouty interview. We excuse to do some day drinking podcasts, get together type thing. Here's what we do. Uh, we invite people in. We sit down with them. We turn off our cell phones. We turn off the computers and we have a good old fashioned conversation. And about 90% of the time, it actually is something you want to listen to. If you like it, if you dig it, go over to scotchandgoodconversation.com. You can hear every single one of our past interviews. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, yada, yada, yada. If you want to get involved, uh, give us a call, 407-965-5557. 
big swallow. 407-965-3567 and a seven. Or if the uh, phone's not your thing, email scotchagoodconversation at gmail.com. Send us questions, send us concerns, send us hate letters, send us something. Scotchagoodconversation at gmail.com. Also, this episode, uh, if if it I planned it correctly, it's going to come out on July 23rd. And uh, if you're local, you're very aware of the Orlando Weekly Best Of. We would love to be nominated as Best Local Podcast. We did it last year. We'd love to do it again this year. Um, there'll be links in the show notes. There'll be links on my Facebook page, Instagram. First sponsor, first bit of uh, a business, Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor. Again, if you're local, you know this place. It's the best damn beer bar in Orlando. 300 different bottles and cans. 26 rotating taps, two traditional beer engines, award-winning in-house brewing. They brew it right there, and it's very, very good. They're located at 2810 Kareem Drive in beautiful Audubon Park, open seven days a week. Happy hour from five to seven. Go in there and tell them that you heard about them and Scotch and Good Conversation. That would mean the world to me. I blew through that. Normally, that takes me like 20 minutes. Uh, we have a guest, of course, uh, Mr. Scott White. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? Great, great. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for uh, braving the, the hound of hell that is Rosie the dog. Oh, thanks for uh, letting me come over and bother you. <laughs> no bother at all. I've been actually looking forward to this one. You've said you've listened, so thank you. I appreciate that. You know what we do. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, these are three things that I know about you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first and foremost is probably the reason you're here, other than you're just a very handsome man. Uh, you, you're 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 a tattoo artist. Is that what you <clears throat> call yourself? I am a tattoo artist. Okay. Yes. I never Ta- know. Tattooer, tattoo artist, tattoo maker. Tattoo maker. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Artist. Yes. I think artist would yeah. fall under that. Tattoo artist and just artist. Sure. I think that all falls under the same thing. And you've been doing that for how many years? I'm going into my twenty-second year. And you're very good at it. Um, yeah, that's uh, subjective, I suppose. <laughs> I had a, I had John from uh, Liberty Barbershop in yeah. here a couple weeks ago, and uh, he said for the first two years ago that uh, he was terrible. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, with tattooing, it's maybe longer. Really? Yeah, for there's kind of a four year and an eight year, and you know, the four years you're like, man, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, that, that, that doubt has to be terrible. That, yeah. that, that, because there's doubt. Every My day is full of doubt. Everything I do has doubt in it. Yeah. And I'm not poking pe- people with needles and putting permanent artwork on their body. So I can't even imagine that kind of doubt. Yeah, there's, there's some stress involved, certainly. Do you uh, do you still get that stress? Or have you met yeah. your zen place, your happy no, place? I, I, where, where I'm at now in my career, I think people... Because they know what I do, it's a little less stressful. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're coming to you at this point. Right. So, yeah. um, and I've already kind of gone through the, I have to learn how to do all of these other things. Yeah. Some of which that I don't ever want to do again. So, um, yeah, the, but it is still stressful. Everybody's different. Everybody's going to handle it differently. Yeah. Their skin is different, you know. Do you, do you thrive off that stress at this point? I mean, do you get bored when you don't show up? Man, for work occasionally I, well i don't tattoo as much anymore um so i, I guess i do miss it yeah I mean, yeah I, I guess i miss the 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 adrenaline i get from it that that, that first that first time you put the needle on somebody's yeah. arm there's got to be that rush there's got to yeah. be that little bit of i could fuck this up yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um and some you know sometimes shit happens and 
You just gotta, part of being a professional is knowing how to fix your fuck-ups, you know? You ever walk away and go, oh, I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> okay. No. You, you fake your way through that or just you haven't yeah, done it? You're, you're, you're better, yeah. yeah. That looks great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there, you know. Well, and uh, uh, you own your own shop. I, yes, I, uh, I own Rise Above Tattoo with, I have a business partner named Scott Lucas. It's it's, a, it's, it's kind of the one of the ones here in town. You're, you're like, well, I can say it. You sound like you're bragging, but yeah, I can say I'm it. I'm not going to say yeah, it. Yeah, no, you, you're kind of one of the ones in town. We've we've put a lot a lot of work into the place. You, you're in the hip Mills uh, uh, Mills District down there, down by yep, Wally's and, and Will's, Will's uh, Pub. And yeah. you're in a cool location. Yeah, for doing, me, it's perfect that, um, because I'm... You know, I've always played music, so yeah, yeah. it's kind of always been my stretch as far as where I hung out. So, which it leads us. Well, I'm sorry, yeah, it only made sense to. to yeah, well, it, it's, it's that's that's become like my new favorite section of town. I love Audubon. This is home. Yeah. Uh, but Mills Fifty is like it's happening down there. Yeah, it's like the downtown for normal. Yeah, it's, it's downtown <laughs> for. <laughs> it's the less rookie downtown. Yeah, no, no bedazzled bootcut jeans downtown. <laughs> there's, there's places down the social's good yeah yeah i think there's, that's it i don't hate downtown orlando it's just not you know uh, my heyday of downtown orlando yeah. is, is just different how old are you um uh 42 okay yes i mean you're a little younger than i am but if you're out and about downtown orlando and you're not working above 40 if you're down there on a regular basis you need to analyze what you're doing i think <laughs> um and i go down there i'll go see show down there or i mean i can't think if there's a decent restaurant down there anymore but uh i'll, I'll go see a show occasionally down there yeah people have a hard time believing that downtown orlando at one point had you know record stores and I know. a hip-hop shop and, yeah yeah and rest, you know, real restaurants yeah. like down there on orange yeah, it was, they were it was great yeah it, we, it, I, I lived in deland as a kid and um you know we would drive out here every weekend just meet up at Church Street in the Square, at the alley. It was fun down there. Yeah, it was a good yeah. time. But it comes in waves, and I think every generation has the, it was better when I was a kid type thing. Uh, I'm sure there were children, <laughs> youngsters, I don't know, young people. Uh, I'm sure they, they think downtown is just the most amazing thing in the world. And I, I, I get that. I, don't, I understand. You go down there, you dance, you drink, mm -hmm. you see a band that you've always wanted to see play. That that's wonderful. I just I and I hate to say it. I'm an old guy. Well, there there seems to be less um, businesses for people that don't want to just get drunk. Yeah. Well, uh, and uh, we're we're getting to be but, a big town though. But so I, I, it happens. Orlando now is you know each little area is kind of forming its own identity. So oh, speaking of which, I, I interrupted again. I'm sorry. This will happen pretty much for the next hour and a half. Speaking of which, we've got the milk district, right? Yeah. Mills Fifty District. Uh, what else is there? Um, 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 uh, what, what name another there's district? The new Hourglass. Hourglass. That, that's what brought me brought this up. My, there's a new district opening. There's a lot of districts in Orlando. Yeah. I've decided right here between this street and the block where Tom and Dan broadcast over in Baldwin Park is the podcast district. Fair we right. are the podcast district. <laughs> Tom and Dan last year, 2016, voted best podcast in Orlando by the readers of the Orlando Weekly. Me, second best podcast in Orlando. Obviously, this is, the, this is the podcast district. Yeah. So I'm naming it. Oh, please use that hashtag. <laughs> podcast district. Right here, within a 
300 square feet of, of the Scotts and Good Studio, uh, Good Conversation Studios. I interrupted like them. I yeah, like but use the hashtag. Yeah. Spread it all over podcast district. You could be the, the self-appointed mayor. I, I don't know. I don't want any responsibilities. And yeah. odds are I, I might not be in the top three. But right now I'm riding on that wave. And yeah, nobody like, cares I, about that anymore. I know, I know. <laughs> nobody no, gives a shit. Quite frankly, no one gave a shit after. You know, everybody looks at first place. No one gives a shit. Uh, the, the second thing, and you, you alluded to it, uh, you, you, you've been in a couple bands. Yeah, I've been playing in bands since I was about 13 or 14. Name those bands quick. Um, the most recent was with John. John D. We were in a band called Six Dead Horses, mm-hmm. which was a, kind of a sludge metal band um, before that. I was in a band called Rail Splitter. Okay, I know, I know that name, I think. Yeah, we played quite a bit. Yeah. Um, that was also a sludge metal band. Okay. <laughs> I was in a band called Drag Body. That one I saw for sure. Yeah, yeah. That that band was kind of my life for about eight years. Oh goodness gracious! We we yeah. we toured constantly. Yeah, we, toured, we went to Europe. Um, well, that's that's rock and roll stuff. Good for you. Yeah, you know we. I was the only one in the band that wasn't in school. Yeah. So those guys, they they really committed to you know they were. They were quitting school to go on tour, and Mike, yeah. Mike um, our guitar player from Rail Splitter and Drag Body, he now he's actually the lead psychologist on the Mars mission. So he went from that to <laughs> working for the government to Johns Hopkins. To That's Descendants stuff. Watch how the dude in the Descendants like a college professor. The, yeah. the dude from um, yeah. Bad Religion's a college professor too, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike is a. Uh, <laughs> He's finding the kids to send to Mars in 2032. That's crazy talk. Yeah. Is, is he qualified? I mean, he, he from is, being in a van, like a literally geni- in a van? He's for- a genius. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, which is why he could quit college every year. And go tour. And tour for a few months and then pick up. And are you playing in any bands now? I mean, I've seen your picture no, floating I, around. I haven't. Um, was there a reunion of some sort recently? We did the Drag Body reunion. was like two years ago. Okay. Maybe, but since, since we opened Rise Above, I haven't really done much. I just kind of focused on... Business is yeah, time business. consuming, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know at some point you just have to back away from that don't you hate that you know I, yeah. I'm in my 40s and we know you know like, I'm in the prime of my know, life right now I, I still want to play there's just things that kind of keep me from playing my uh, tattooing hasn't been uh, good to my hands so I had I had to kind of take a pick yeah yeah you know like so when, when we opened the shop it was get this place situated get established is that why you're not tattooing as much because it's, it is it's like yeah. a carpal tunnel I guess uh, I have all kinds of stuff happening yeah. I, so. I hear I hear this from tattoo you guys need to stretch yeah, or something really, I, I'm not sure you know we never heard about it until recently because <laughs> all my heroes in tattooing are just <laughs> like my dad well, they're my dad's age yeah. now, you how old's dad yeah, he's like, you know, almost 70 uh-huh. he's in his late 60s but, yeah yeah um, you know, so a lot of these things didn't come up until the last decade or so that yeah, yeah. people were having issues with. And, it's a tougher generation. Um, for me... It just I, powered through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, I just have some hereditary things yeah. that... Uh, with tattooing nonstop. I, don't, I mean, it's like anything else. I mean, you're working nonstop with that yeah. shaky machine and, and, yeah, and it's stress. Really, and yeah, it's, I, I've got some nerve damage in my hand and well, a few other things happening. What well, makes me sad? Yeah, you, it's, I, I, it is I, what it is. I'll tell you what I tell my mom. You can't take care of other people until you take care of yourself. Yeah, well, that, that, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. We've got a shop full of people. People rely um, on you. And 
I'm I'm really lucky to have a crew of people that love what they do. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's not a whole lot of management involved. That's good. That's that's where you want to be as yeah. a business owner. You want the thing to work for itself. Right. Yeah. My partner also owns another business called Rebel Reprints. Okay. It's like a fine arts. Um, yeah, I know. We're familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he he does that, and you know I kind of hang around the shop and do what I need to do, and um, it's working out so far. Rosie. <laughs> and uh, the third thing that I know about you is, uh, and I kind of like the good look at this, you have an impressive record collection. I, I am a nerd, yeah. I'm a record <laughs> nerd. nerdy, that's cool. I actually still have one of the, like most of the first records I ever bought as a kid. I was going to ask, what was the um, first record you ever bought? Do you remember? The first record that I ever like went and independently bought. With your own money. Yeah, yeah. was um, Black Side with Paranormal. That's much cooler than mine. I had to think about um, it. Mine was neither here nor there. It was a, a, a Elton John live set. Yeah. Well, my my dad was a is a musician. He's a drummer. Okay. Um, and as a kid, when I kind of started getting into like punk and metal and stuff, he was still trying to keep me in the. You know, I'd say, Dad, I want a Ramones album. He'd buy me Led Zeppelin. Well, that's that's not um, a horrible thing. No. Looking back, and yeah, I, I love all of that yeah. stuff. There's nothing that he bought me that I don't still consider to be great you yeah know? but he being a drummer he listened to drummer bands yeah oh, and, uh, zeppelin um, <laughs> but you know i want i wanted you know i wanted to listen to loud and fast yeah just yeah <laughs> and uh but yeah I'm, I'm grateful in that aspect that he was a musician and he got me started on that pretty young what, what's the most expensive record you've ever bought are you one of those guys who no, will seek I, out? I won't buy anything over thirty bucks. Okay, that's that's good. That's a good I, rule. I collect yeah. to listen, not to fl- to flip. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I still as you do. I, I love like crate digging, and I don't necessarily care about the the condition of the sleeves a lot. You yeah, know, if it's listenable like, and it's something I don't have. I'm a little anal about that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, if it's something I'm searching for, then it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be good. I, I, I did really well a couple of days ago. I, I saw that. I, I saw, that was I, a good haul. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I, you should see what I left there because they the I got when I went into this place. There's a sale, and they were like, "These are dealer dealer prices," and I'm like, oh, "I can live with that." And I got there, and there was one other person in line in front of me, and I saw he had a Park Ave CD sticker and a Discog sticker on his car, and I was mm. like, "Fuck, this guy's oh, here for the it. records." <laughs> yeah, damn it, man. <laughs> so I. I I played nice, and I was like, you know, when we get in there, if there's anything I have and you don't have, and we'll just trade back and forth until we're both happy. Sure. And he was cool. He he he's like, I'm just, you know, he had pretty much everything he's ever wanted. He's want seconds and thirds of things. He, uh, I think he said he has ten thousand records at home. At at my height, I think I might have had about thirty five hundred. I stopped counting at one point. What, I don't know where I'm at. I I do occasionally like do a purge. I do a freak out purge, <laughs> probably once. Every other year, maybe. Yeah. And I typically don't sell them. I typically, um, I trade tattoos for collections. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of times I'll get doubles and triples of uh-huh. uh, things I already have, and then um, I'll trade those out, or I'll just give them to some of the. That's see, that's the best. I, I love giving a record that I love to some. It's like the same thing with a book. I love giving yeah. someone a book that I really appreciate. You say here listen to this and tell yeah. me why it's important yeah and I've, I've you know it, 
at our age, like our friends have kids that are getting into yeah, and and into vinyl now. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's really kind of cool to like be able to say like, hey man, here's a whatever. Yeah, and and uh, have that something that means something to me. Have it, you know. Yeah, give give it to, and you get to be the cool guy and and give the gift of music. It's a win, cool uncle. It's a win on every level. Good for you. That's how I got my Black Sabbath record. (laughs) (laughs) I saw there was a bunch of Sabbath records at this thing. And well, we'll talk about this after. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're gone now, unfortunately. Our, our fishing holes. Uh, top top three things. Uh, top three bands. Quick, go. Uh, or, or singer-songwriters. Right. right now, there are no wrong answers. Before I do this, my brain does not work this way. Okay. Well, it's, 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 um, right, I'll give you right, right, right now, now what yeah. I'm listening to. Whatever you're thinking to. Uh, Jason yeah. Isbell. Okay. What is uh, that? Jason Isbell was in Drive My Truckers. Okay. He broke off, and he's he's a uh, country Okay. Uh, alternative country. Yeah. Uh, I listen to a lot of Jason Isbell, uh, Doug Marsh from Build Spill. Okay, that's good. One of my guitar heroes. Um, I think anything Ian McKay related. Okay. Like, uh, and do you God, read? I, I could do this. I know. See that that test that always has to cut people short. Like, I always feel bad. But yeah, those are those uh, are solid answers. Those, that's a that's a solid list. Yeah. And I love the fact that there are there, it's. The questions are set up, or like the, I always say, there are no wrong answers. Cause people labor over this, and oh like, yeah, don't kill yourself. You yeah, know, this actually, is going to change at any second. I was talking to my wife about this because, like, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've seen High Fidelity. Yeah, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. autobiographically, <laughs> yeah, that's how. You know, it, it, when you ask me that, I'm like, oh shit, what part of my life are we talking about here? Or, you know, there's some of my favorite records are the only record from that yeah, yeah. band or person that I love. What? Um, so it's like uh, uh, like Common common Sense Resurrection. Yeah. Like that album defined a year of my life. See, I, I think we're in the same place as far as... care less about the rest of his catalog. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever go back in one of those records that you thought were really, really important because of a decade of your life and go, maybe this wasn't as good as I thought it yeah. was? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make you sad. Kind of. Yeah. Um, but, you know... I feel like that. I just had this conversation about the Rollins band. Like, um, I just I went back to that recently. I was like, man, this didn't hold up for me at all. <laughs> you know, like it just, Henry didn't hold up. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a few of those that I've gone back to and just been like, man, what was I doing with this? Now, but it's it, again, it, it's a story of a time in your life, yeah. and, and I dig that and. When I got rid of my vinyl, like my huge collection, I realized that those memories and those times were something that I didn't need to revisit. And anything that I, I, I did need to revisit, I was going to enjoy the looking for that again. Yeah. And that would bring that rush of emotions back to me. And if I didn't find it, obviously that's a memory that I need to, you know, I, I didn't need to revisit mm-hmm. that part of your life. And yeah, I've kind of done that with Dinosaur Jr. Like, oh, God, they're so good. Dinosaur Jr. is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everything Jay Maskus touches, I think, is gold. Did you go see him at the, the yeah, Beecham? Yeah. Was that actually the last time I saw them was at Beecham back? Never like seen him before. Before that, yeah. So one ninety-two. Yeah, and um, it was so good. It was so I, loud. I, somewhere along the line, I got rid of all that stuff. Yeah, and um, it was when we were traveling a lot. I would you know sell stuff to kind yeah. of like no, yes, hit I see the road it. and yeah. But now I'm kind of going back and like, man, I definitely. Need but that's this. cool. That means you're, you're you're kind of in your happy place and you're you're willing to put your roots down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's cool. Uh, you read? Are you a reader? Do you read? Yeah, uh, not so much the past few years. Mm-hmm. I, Top three books. 
Um, um geez. You've read three books. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I just read Gainesville Punk History a couple months ago. I saw that laying around. Is that good? Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife kind of got me into uh, David Sedaris. What's that? David Sedaris is, uh, he, he writes a lot of shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really kind of a lot of anecdotes and not necessarily jokes, but um, you know, it's just super relatable, just kind of odd stories. That's uh, I need that. Like I, I need that that because I have a short attention span. Yeah, he's so he's little great. teeny when he's short. Interesting things um, are when I'm at where I'm at. I started. I read that Kim Gordon book. That was pretty hard. I pretty can't fun. get past Sonic Youth. Was never one of those bands I was into. Yeah, I, the book itself. Um, I know how it ends. <laughs> so it's kind of like about halfway through, it kind of lost me. But um, uh, was, I don't know if I have favorite books. Like, are you a Pogues fan? I am a Pogues fan. Have you ever read a Drink with Shane McGowan? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say like, there's a copy of it down yeah, there. His, I, uh, his uncle that never bathes. Yeah, yeah. Drink uh, a pint of Guinness when he was like four years old to go to bed. Yeah, that's, that's one of the greatest stories. That, that's that's a, like, he's 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 a character. Um, reading gives me vertigo now. Yeah, that's sad. I'm not like sitting straight up at a desk reading. I get real weird. Oh, that's that's sad. It makes me so happy, and I'm so bad at it. Yeah. I, I I need to like literally go. I'm going to spend time reading now. I had to stop like reading in bed too. It was like I have that like weird like obsessive looping to where once I read something, I can't. I just lay there and I think about it. Oh, you know, and it'll be like four hours later. Yeah, I'm wide like, awake and annoyed. Just, yeah, yeah. I should just kept reading instead of laying here. Movies, top three films. Uh, I will say, I'll say Boogie Nights. Okay, solid. I will say American Splendor. Oh, but, uh, my, 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 who was in that? That was about Harvey Picar. It was a uh, Paul Giamatti. I don't think I've ever seen that. I think I've seen the the cover of it a million times. I went, I should rent yeah. that because I like um, Paul Giamatti. And um, say all the real girls. What is that? That was an indie film. Uh, Paul Schneider and uh, I don't know. It's a great movie. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I trust you. Uh, you were assigned a task to come at me with three questions. Now is the point in the podcast where you ask me the first of the three questions, young man. First question. <laughs> Who? All right. When you when you were a kid, I mean, like before realizing what was cool, uh-huh. was there someone or something? For, for me, there was like a few someones that you, that you uh, saw... That wasn't like music related. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, just like a person. Yeah, that you were like, I dig this. I don't know why. Yeah. You know, like whether it be like a, a comedic actor or something. Oh, okay. Not, not, not. So I, th- I thought you were talking about like somebody like you could, could actually be, talk. Yeah, to it not. could be somebody you went to school with. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all had one of those. But um, as far as like a like a a person, well, let, let's let's go with the. Uh, I mean, that, that affected your identity as you. Got older. Yeah. Um, I uh, give me a second. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make this noise a lot. Um, <laughs> um, I'll cut all that out. Uh, I did it again. <laughs> you you don't realize how many times you say oh, until you start editing them out of your podcast. It's a good question, right? Yeah. Oh. And now I'm trying not to say uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm more attracted to characters and 
remember seeing Arthur for the first time. Yeah. Uh, Dudley Moore's character. Mm-hmm. Dudley Moore himself was, was just brilliant anyway, but Arthur, I, I loved the way he carried his way through life and just kind of giggled at everything and, and just approached everything from a childlike innocence. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. And I also appreciated how he dressed, the fact that he was very rich and got to do whatever the fuck he wanted. You know, I, I, I like that. And I still quote that film, and it's a brilliant film. It's worth revisiting if you and haven't you, seen it. You day drink? I, I day drink. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my job. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm doing this because it's my profession. Um, Professional day drinker. <laughs> kind of. Podcaster slash yeah. day drinker. Um, there was a... God, I... Because I, I think this falls under dude crush thing. Yeah, may, yeah, yeah. maybe before yeah. you even knew what that Before was. I knew what it was. Yeah. Uh, there were was a I, I was in, in the Boy Scouts because I'm like geeky and and there was a, a a guy who got his Eagle Scout a couple years before I did and he was somebody who he was just cool he just kind of coasted through life you know and and, yeah. and he I remember like later on in life I would go to parties and see him there mm-hmm. and he'd be that guy in the corner in 1982 with a glass of like bourbon in his hands with like a ice cube in it and people were surrounding him talking to him and going asking what he thinks and and that's kind of what I want to do here yeah only I'm not doing it as well as he was <laughs> his you're, name is Andy you're doing fantastic yeah well it's just all smoke and mirrors <laughs> I, I just put big cool posters behind me so you look at me uh, it's all smoke and mirrors but Andy was just generally a cool he knew a lot of things he knew a little bit about a lot of things. He he was able to, to he had good stories. He was able to to uh, project himself well. He was so cool that he I don't think he knew how cool he was. And I always kind of want to be that guy too, which which I think in my older age I, I'm I'm an imitation of that guy. You never get to quite be your heroes. Sure. Yeah. So I give you two. One one is relatable and I could actually yeah. talk to. And Dudley Moore unfortunately is dead. So yeah. yeah, Arthur was great. Though. Arthur was great, and and uh, I can't. And I know he was in some better film, other films. But I don't remember anything else I liked. He was in a film with Eddie Murphy in the eighties, where they were arms dealers, and that was terrible. I don't remember that. I never saw Arthur Two on the Rocks because I didn't think it could hold up to Arthur One. It got bad reviews. And yeah, I remember Arthur was one of those movies that was constantly. Yeah, it's, it was it, just on all the time, and. That, that, that scene where he's going to visit Liza Minnelli's character for the first time mm-hmm. and tell her he loves her and he, he pulls up his Bentley up onto the curve and he drops up at the curve and he's got a whiskey in his hands he's driving with whiskey in his hands which is wrong don't do that but <laughs> it's still really cool <laughs> and uh, he's got a Bentley and he, he gets out and he puts it on the on the curve of the Bentley and it magically sticks there and he does this good the good podcasting he does this and it doesn't move I don't know how he did it. I don't know if there was like some glue on the bottom of the glass. Magic cool. It was just a magic. It yeah. was just cool. Magic Arthur cool. was cool. Magic coolness. I'm going to ask you some questions now. All right. Uh, what's the weirdest thing? Question number one. What's the weirdest thing you do when you sleep? I wake up about every 10 to 15 minutes. That's not weird. You're just getting old and go yeah. pee. Yeah. Uh, I've been my whole life. <laughs> um, and I get, my kid punches me in the face a lot. Oh, that sounds terrible. You have yeah. children who punch you in the face when you're trying I have, to sleep? I have an eight-year-old daughter who <sighs> likes to get in bed, and she rotates and throws fists. But this is, this is like um, at night, not like on yeah, a Saturday yeah. morning, Daddy, I made you pancakes yeah, type yeah, thing? This is, this is any yeah, given night someone climbs in bed and, and wakes you up? Yeah, I don't know what I do. I'm asleep. <laughs> 
Well, you hear, I guess I drool a lot. When I, when I saw this question, I saw this question, and this is something I've noticed, and I don't know if, if other people do this. <laughs> so I, I figured I'd just throw this out there. I will wake up and I sleep in my underwear, which is very exciting for people. Uh, and I, I will wake up and I have my hands on my dick. I don't know why. <laughs> do you do that? Does, does anybody else do that? I can't say I do that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's a primal thing that I'm protecting my penis or yeah, I, it might I really. Be. I don't. And, and I also have this whole thing where I don't want to f- wake up in a position that if someone was to wake me up, like if the house is on fire, I don't want to be curled up into like a fetal position. And that guy, look at that guy, he's a little girly man. He sleeps like a little baby. So I think it's, I've taught myself not to sleep in yeah. a fetal position. Well, you cover your genitals from the wolves. Yeah, that's exactly it, I think. Do you think that's it? House. Yeah. Um. I, I, I don't know why, but I that wake up sense. I, about 75 to 85% of the time I'll wake up and my hands are in my pants. Or maybe it just feels nice. I, it, I think that's it too also. <laughs> I, I, I don't go to sleep like that, but I wake up like that. I, yeah. I think that, well, might, that would be weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that yeah. would be cool. <laughs> I, would, I would probably like sleep that, better. Like, I know when like, I was single, I would do that. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a nice surprise if you wake up like that. <laughs> well, Okay, that, that was odd, and, and I, I figured I'd segue into the, the <laughs> I touch my dick a lot part of that. Uh, question number two for you. What would happen if I shot somebody in Canada while I was standing in the United States? Who who are you shooting? I don't know, just a random, random person. That's random. up to you. Yeah, you just... Uh, hmm. Yeah, you see somebody you don't like, and you have a gun in your hands, and you, you're in the mind to murder somebody, but they happen to be across the border. Well, this is a, that is a tough question. I don't write them. I just steal them off the internet. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I have a good answer to I, that. I normally can come up with some pretty quick. Do you think? Do you think it's shit, happened? I mean, is, it, it's, is there? A, there's no wall. There's no wall. No, this isn't. No. This isn't. I mean, it's Trump's America. I, there's going to be a wall everywhere yeah, at some I mean, point. But uh, I will tell you, I've been detained in Canada. And can't trust the Canadians. They uh, <laughs> they wouldn't let us come back for. Well, they wouldn't let you like, back in the United States. <laughs> nope. Well, yeah, that did happen once okay. as well. We got stuck in limbo. They kept sending us back and forth. But, uh, <laughs> you can go over there. No, go yeah. over there. <laughs> I will say the Canadian I don't want them. I don't want them. were way nicer than the American police. I have a funny feeling. They they're, they're, um, they're, they're seem nice I would say there. maybe do like, maybe kind of make a jump for it because it might go easy jump on into the Canadian Canada? side. You yeah. think so? But then again, here... At this point, you know, 2017, people might just cheer you on for shooting. Yeah, uh, but do you do you think that that would be the smart legal move? Is is there a smart legal? I, move? I don't think you should shoot people first of all. Somebody, but, yeah. but 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 I mean, I. I I mean, does the, the stand your ground work in Canada? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it works in fifty states. <laughs> That's why we're talking. I, I don't know how these things work. I don't know much about life. I need people uh, to help me <laughs> plan murders. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm, I might just take a run and jump for it, and just kind of just, know, just maybe, hope for the mask. Cross your fingers best, that you yeah. go into to Canadian prison. Yeah, maybe. I feel like Canadian prison wouldn't be that bad. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure it's bad, but I don't think it's going to be as bad. Yeah, I mean it's. Gotta be nicer than what I've seen here. Have you been in prison? I've never been. In prison. Okay, good. <laughs> I haven't been arrested since I was a teenager. So Wait, have you been arrested? That's pretty cool. I mean, like cuffs, 15, like handcuffs. Yeah, nothing good. Though. Oh, okay. Like skateboarding and oh, well, driving without a license. That, that's cool. Driving without a license is yeah. really cool. I've never done that either. Yeah, my license got suspended until I was eighteen. Okay. So then, oh, you really were just a bad kid. 
No, no. Okay. Well, I mean, if, you, um, if your license gets suspended before you get a license. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't realize how bad you were. Yeah, even worse than that, I graduated high school when I was 17. Could I have a ride? So I was like out of high school and still couldn't get a driver's license. Wow. Like, you did it wrong. I yeah, would have stayed in high school. I was just... all fucked up. <laughs> I was a good kid. I was a good kid. I, I know. Um, question number three. A homeless man approaches you and claims that he is Jesus. I don't know where you stand religiously. Um, what can you ask? And and just I'm going to preface this by saying you're kind of you've had a bad day, mm-hmm. and you think like even in the back of your recesses of your head whether you believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ mm-hmm. or not, uh, you think maybe that this would be an appropriate time for like, Jesus yeah, to come hang out. Yeah. Uh, what would you ask him to find out if he really was Jesus? I don't, you know I, I've wow. I don't know. I don't. I don't really prescribe to the Jesus. <laughs> to the Jesus. <laughs> um, I, I, homeless people. I I know many of them, and they exist. They think they're crazy. I, think sometimes they're Jesus. I hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I I can't say I've ever. I've never really thought about about Jesus being in my life. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> um, Mom and Dad didn't have Jesus in their life? No, they left it up to us. Well, that was nice. That's my, a proper my thing. My sister, is, she's Jesus-y. <laughs> she's, got, she's got the Jesus. We got that going for you. And, uh, yeah. But I, I, I tried it as a kid. I didn't like it. Didn't stick. It was like cigarettes. <laughs> Jesus, felt, Jesus was like e- cigarettes. Yeah, it was yeah e- either. I saw it equally as harmful. E- either as either way, you might get lung cancer. Uh, but, um, man, what do you ask a... To, to, let's go back to find out if, it, if, he, if he actually is Jesus. Because here's what I was thinking, if this might help. I don't know. Um, I think it's like a DA cop. Like, if you're, you can ask... Are you a cop and I have to tell you? Right. I think it might be the same with Jesus. Right. You think? Would he admit I mean, it? He just said he was Jesus. I mean, this is what I have thought about Jesus over the course of my life. Okay. So, did, without getting into any of this. That's <laughs> what <laughs> we've got into. If Jesus was a real dude. Oh, I, feel, like, I feel like he might be homeless, dude. I look at Jesus kind of like Braveheart. <laughs> So, like, it may have been, like... I have no idea what you're saying. Hit me with this. Maybe Braveheart. Yeah, no, I I know, but how is Jesus like Braveheart? You know, when they're like, oh, I thought he'd be bigger. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like, so, like, I just, uh, I just think, like, all right, maybe Jesus was a real dude, and he, he, uh, he built stuff, and he was pleasant and hang he was out. just a nice guy hanging out with fishermen yeah hanging out Lepers with the whores and, and the, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's the Jesus um, I like yeah yeah so um that that guy seems cool <laughs> so, so so that you know maybe over the years that just kind of snowballed into like Jesus is magical or yeah. he has superpowers but see that's that's kind of like um, I, I, there, there was a time downtown when I was working at the Kinko's downtown we were talking mm-hmm. about Kinko's earlier and I was uh, going to cash my check because if you work at Kinko's for any extended period of time you're going to be poor and you need to cash your check immediately yeah. when it comes to you and I was walking to the bank and I saw a homeless dude and this dude had a bedroll like a legitimate hobo bedroll like with a rope mm-hmm. and he looked at me and saw me see him and he went, follow me. And he waved his arm and started running down the street like that breakneck speeds. And I thought to myself, that might be Jesus. You know, it, yeah. it, it, I, and, I, and I thought about following him and just quitting. 
Kinko's. Because I figured that that might have been a life thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, that could have been an endless adventure. Or I could have got murdered under a bridge. And yeah, my body rolled you up in that thing yeah, I was yeah. carrying around. But I feel like if, if there is a Jesus, I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's not a possibility. I'm just yeah. saying it's probably not going to be a real thing. But if there is a Jesus, I think he might be a homeless person come at you and test your character. Yeah, I've, I yeah. have thought about that yeah. before. I, yeah. um, this is an odd tangent. It's just um, what we do. So when I was in college, I worked at a porn shop. Did you say the porn shop? Yeah. Good for you. In Savannah. Okay. And, Savannah um, porn shop. Totally desensitized the pornography. Okay. So it's, this, so it's no good for you anymore? Yeah, so this guy. Really? This guy. That makes me so sad. I don't ever want to get to that. <laughs> he opened, You're not trying hard He owned enough. a porn shop. Midget porn. Then he also opened a comic book store on of the course. side of town. Okay. Because that, that's what you want. Yeah. Um, get all the angles. We were... We were uh, at work and it was pouring rain and this there's this guy that we used to see kind of hanging around that area hanging around the porn shop no the comic shop a comic shop okay probably and, um, equally as geeky in a different I'm way not allowed to let people hang out in the porn shop no that, that that's um, that's gonna be messy so this guy came in and my 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 roommate also worked there and um he was just bleeding and soaking wet it was pouring rain okay and he He'd occasionally come in before and ask for change, and we'd give him some change. Yeah. So he came in, and he was bleeding, and he looked really upset, and Jason asked him, like, oh, man, you know, what happened? And deadpan just looks at him, and he just says, the devil bit me. <laughs> and he just walks out, just okay. fucking soaking okay. wet and bleeding. Oh, oh that's... Did so, you ever see him again? No, I moved. Okay. Not because of that, but yeah. because I was a quitter. Well, all, <laughs> I didn't want to go to college anymore. This is, working in a comic book shop is hard. But, um, <laughs> so for a while there, I thought, like, man, maybe this shit is real. And there's, there really is just like. It, but I was also working in comic shop yeah, reading. Yeah, these yeah, yeah, the devil story, is you know, these, a frequent storyline. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know, but I, I think it would make sense if Jesus was. I think he'd walk around amongst the uh, common folk. Okay. Well, I don't know what I would ask him. No. Okay. <laughs> I would just see if he wanted to hang out. Hey. You know, like, hey, would you like a beer? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, you, 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 uh, your second question for me, please, sir. Second question. <laughs> the devil bit me. Um, what was the last one? Oh, you should look that guy up on Facebook. So the all right. So you know the if you could go back in time and kill Hitler question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So if you could go back, we already know where we're at right now. Oh, very small hot room. Yes. Yes. Uh, so if you could go back in time and do something to change the course of history up until this point, would you prefer to do that, or would you prefer to go into the future to see what our present has turned into? To come back. Oh, the butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a, that's a hard one. I, I would stop Limp Biscuit. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck that. That's always the right answer, I think. So much Limp Biscuit, Florida. <laughs> we, we were we we talked the podcast before this one. We we talked about Limp Biscuit a little bit because it's an ongoing theme in my life. And that was a that was a pivotal point in my life where I started to really question music and people. Yeah, you're like, and, am I fucked up? Yeah, because I don't like this. Yeah, because it was really <laughs> terrible. And yeah. uh, and as as far as that goes, there was Rage Against the Machine. 
which was really fucking good yeah. and important and and the the public enemy slash sex you pistols know, of, of, of their time you Rage know against the machines one of those bands that i just went back to revisit and, and it still holds up i was kind of bummed on it oh, do you think so that first of, record it's really just a dynamite piece of, i was kind of bummed on the riffs yeah but everything else i thought do you have uh, uh what was the 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 covers record Oh, I don't know. Oh, it was like the third record. It was nothing but covers, and it, that was really good. Yeah. And, and uh, it was Bulls on Parade. Was that the second one? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I remember I, having the first one and seeing them a bunch of times yeah. on that. I've, I, I've only seen that they played the. Was it the first Lollapalooza or the second? It was I saw not them at the first one. Yeah, I, then it must have been the second one because I went to the second one. No, I think it was the first one. I think I think I don't because remember them being in the first one. Remember yeah. Jane's Addiction, Rollins Band, Ice Rollins Band, uh, Ice T, Ice yeah. T was there. Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, there must have been the second one because I went to the second one because uh, Primus and Fishbone were playing, and there were right. two bands that I wanted to see, and I kind of caught uh, Rage Against Machine out of the corner of my eye, and I was with a girl who wasn't into that kind of music. She's probably listening. Um, <laughs> damn you, Michelle. Uh, uh, he's right I yeah, yeah uh, uh, um, but she's cool now I think for the most part uh, um, but I I, I I was like I think I know that band and oh, I, like, I loved them back then yeah we, see we I wasn't very cool around the south yeah like, yeah see you were you're way hipper than I am they had a huge banner that had like a no MTV thing <laughs> and then literally six months later it was like they were all number on one video on MTV did, they did without really compromising for yeah the most. I, I mean the Michael Moore directed some of their videos and when they oh I could I could see the uh, the issues that Zach De La Rocha had with the whole thing you know like it's where he's at now where is he at now well, he, you know he's he's still putting music out um, he did the One Day's a Lion yeah yeah was that any good like a, I dug it it yeah. was mellow um, but I dug it how old is that dude now he's got to be in his mid 40s maybe even late 40s maybe yeah. he's more my age well, his the band before Rage Against the Machine was called Inside Out. Okay, I didn't know that. And they were like a, just a West Coast hardcore band. They were just they were just the next logical step to me for hip hop. Yeah, definitely. you know, and and then fucking Limp Bizkit came and yeah, fucking ruined Florida. it. Yeah, and, and made it to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> duh. <laughs> uh, hey kids, we got a brand new sponsor. And uh, we really dig this monster. They're over in the East End Market. If you're, if you're coming to Florida, if you're going out to Disney or uh, even Bush Gardens in Tampa or any of those theme parks, I get it. That, and we rail against the theme parks, but I understand. Come hang out, but also get out of that area. Spend half an hour in a car and either go to the the west coast tampa or come into orlando and come in in and visit visit the districts visit mills 50 visit uh audubon park uh visit visit the podcast district come out and hang out with me and uh in the uh the audubon park the garden district east end market which is a great little just a, like a market of independent businesses. You can get a, a locally made coffee, made coffee, local coffee. You can get a delicious local food. And there is a cheese shop there named La Femme de Fromage. And they are a new sponsor. They're Orlando's gourmet cheese shop. They specialize in farmstead, handcrafted artisan cheese from around the world. Not only the, are they the, like a cheese shop, but they're there to educate you, to, to kind of like give you the passion they have for the art of just great quality cheese. Go in there, walk around East End. It's located at 3810 Kareem Drive. 
and uh, walk around and then go in the uh, La Femme du Fromage and tell them that we sent you. And you can either eat there and just sit there and eat cheese and have pairings of wine or beer, or you can get something to go that will make you a plate. If you're having a party, if you want a romantic evening at home, they'll hook you up. Go in there, tell them we sent you La Femme du Fromage, located at 3210 Korean Drive. They're our new sponsor. We love them. Please do it. Thank you very much. This one's from the email. We have been lucky. We For the first... Uh, 80 podcasts I didn't get an email and I started I got like one email and then one followed after that and, and I've been getting a couple to the point where I get to pick emails which is really cool so th- this one came if, if uh, came the day before yesterday so it was perfect for this one and if you want to email us email us at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com we're still not so full odds are you'll get uh, your email read on the air on the air on the podcast um, this one it, it says uh, greetings scotch and good conversation and it's kind of quick and to the point here's one that comes up for me on a semi-regular basis when going out to dinner with a large group of people no one including myself seems to know the etiquette of splitting the check is splitting the check proper to do in a fancy restaurant when do you let the waiter know before you order or when the check comes if someone volunteers to pay, should I just let them do it to avoid a scene? Does it mean that I'm on the hook for the next meal? Should I eat at home and avoid people the rest of my life? Love the podcast. Keep it up, Thomas. Okay, so there's a mirror. Thomas, thank you for listening. If you want to be like Thomas, be like Thomas. Email us. Uh, so um, what, what do we got going on here? Um, is there etiquette for splitting the check? I don't know if that's ever been a problem in my life. Really? Do you go out? Well, yeah, we go out all the time, but, it, um, you know, we... I, you got that fancy tattoo shop money, so you can always well, get the I check, right? I don't know about that. My, my wife is just very generous. Okay. <laughs> we should go to dinner. So she, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she likes to buy people... Uh, dinner yeah yeah and I don't, I don't mind it you know it's well let, let's say let's say you your wife my wife and I go to ravenous pig which is if you if you're coming to Orlando go to the ravenous pig uh, we go to ravenous pig so the, the four of us that's gonna run us two and a quarter sure we get, we get some wine it might be 275 oh uh, you're gonna pay uh, I'm not gonna pay. Okay, no. your wife's gonna pay. <laughs> my wife will probably pay. Everybody, um, go to dinner with Scott. No, I mean my wife. She she worked in uh, restaurants up until a few years ago. Okay, she was in restaurant management for yeah. years, so she normally always just has it figured out. Okay, so this isn't also, a problem for you. This no, is a problem in my life. That's why I saw it. It's related. It also depends who you're going out with. Yeah, though, right. Yeah, uh, who you're meeting because you know if. Okay, let's like if we go out with family, sometimes we'll just take the total of the bill and we'll just split it four ways. Yeah. Okay, that's, so, so that's that's kind of the answer, or have you pay for it? Uh, um, the second question was: uh, Is it proper in a fancy restaurant to, to split the check? Is it proper? Probably not. No. Yeah. I mean, it probably doesn't look too cool. No, not really. Yeah, you look uh, poro. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. figure it out afterwards, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also don't go to fancy restaurants. So oh, I'm, come on! It's nice to eat nice. I bear. I. I don't even know nice clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you wore a suit to this. I'm, I'm very impressed. Just the top. Okay. Porky, just, porky porky neither one of us are wearing pants. Come on, that's what we do here. Porky pig in it. <laughs> if if someone volunteers to pay, like your wife, yeah. Should I just go? Okay, yeah, I'll get you next time. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Okay, do I really have to get you next time? I mean... Or can I just make you pay for dinner all the time? If you didn't have a good time, then we'll never see you again. <laughs> uh, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these are things I, I just don't really think about in my life. I well, guess. Thomas does. Yeah, right, right Thomas, there. maybe you should find better friends. I guess. Or not be such a cheapskate. You know, maybe yeah. find a com- communal living situation. Yes, yeah, some, some sort of hippie commune. <laughs> you guys grow corn and shit and yeah. have sex with each other yeah. I, um, Thomas I think you should probably just avoid see but that being said I'm making fun of Thomas and he seems like a nice enough cat he wrote my email yeah, it's a realistic question yeah uh, and it's I, an adult question yeah see and and I, I, I get this I, I, I I'm gonna say every now and then you should pony up and buy something and buy a meal especially if you're in a group of friends like if you're if you're dining with your friends on a regular basis buy a meal whether you can afford it or not you, you know and if you think it's going to be awkward don't order the fanciest thing on the menu so you scale back if you're going to pay for this one uh, you, don't, you don't also have to do it in front of the table you know you can you can catch oh yeah I guess whoever, you could, that's the answer you know and just say hey here, here's some bucks yeah yeah, I, I, yeah okay or okay so the answer here Thomas we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I don't know. I, 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 th- I think it's okay. I think if, if, uh, if <laughs> I beg people to give me, give me questions that I can't fucking answer. I, I think it's okay to split the check up. I think it's a pain in the ass. I, I think uh, if you're going into a restaurant, you should probably say right up. We're gonna. That's my move. Yeah, I go, you, I go, we're yeah. gonna be together, and I'll yeah. point to my wife and I, and act like I, I have yeah, the money. That's the I'm most pay. logical. Thing yeah, to yeah, and then. Uh, and we don't, you're not wasting the the server's time, or yeah. you know. Yeah, or or you just go let's split it four ways. That's the cool move. Mm-hmm. That's if you're going to do it, just go split it four ways. Yeah, and then everybody everybody gets their own thing. Yeah, that, just, Thomas, that's the thing. Split it four ways. That's my answer. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay, um, that's like a socialist mindset, though. I know, right? But but it also it, it, it makes it okay for me to order the most expensive beer on the menu. I only pay twenty five percent of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And odds are, if I get a big bottle, no one's going to want to share it because they're drinking wine. I which get the whole big a, bottle, which is a capitalist mindset. <laughs> you see me. You see what I'm doing here. You've been in the studio. You, you see me wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> Top half. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, question number five. And this one's a little deep, so bear with me. Are there any bystanders more sadistic, sadistic, sadistic? Are there any bystanders more sadistic than the bully? Is there? Uh, is the bully the bad person or the people standing by? All of them. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think having a morbid curiosity of violence necessarily makes you... A, a terrible person okay but to allow somebody to uh to be abused you know like it's like the cell phone thing you know i, I don't know how many times just being at shows or something something will happen and somebody will whip out a phone that it, and it's just kind of like what what the fuck are you doing man like for one this doesn't need to be in the world <laughs> yeah. like yeah but like do you I don't know. I think it's all it's all kind of disturbing and um, it's terrible. I don't know. There's no right answer to that. Want me, want me to yeah. get another email from Thomas? Yeah, maybe, maybe we <laughs> should heavy. get a hold of Thomas. Yeah, he knows. Thomas yeah. Thomas knows. He's too cheap. I mean, to, bull, to, <laughs> being a bully is obviously uh, that's no good. But. Have you ever bullied anybody? 
You know, I, I think I we all have, right? Yeah, I've said some things in my yeah. life that I definitely you're not proud of. Yeah, I've had I, I've had a, some phases in my teen years that I wish I could take back and said some things. And um, to be honest, like a lot of those things, I I have kind of gone back and tried to apologize. There for. you go. Good for you. Um, you know, some of the kids do dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, and, but. I also don't believe that that's a reason to not um, at least try to make amends for, to, you know, if you know you did some hurtful shit. To I'm sorry. It's two words. It's not that fucking yeah, hard. Yeah. Communication yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, that's important. That's a kind of a trip I've been on lately, certainly, as far as it seems like every problem I've had in the last, you know, five to eight years has completely been a communication issue and on my part. Yeah. So, uh, I, I feel like that's like, it's almost like urgently important to me at the moment. Um, but you can't beat yourself up over that shit either though. That, that's the problem. You, you, you have to find that fine line you between know, realizing what yeah, you did as a kid. Was, a lot of the, the shit, you know, I've talked to people about and they don't even care. Yeah. But you feel better for saying it. Right. Yeah. Right. They just like, whatever. That was like 28 years ago or yeah. some shit. But and honestly, if it meant that much to me, I wouldn't be talking to you now anyway. Right. But it, it's and still that, important. It's one of the magical things about Facebook. You can say you're sorry. Yeah. And you get to bring terrible people back into your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then you just delete them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of pleasure out of deleting people that, that I don't yeah. need in my life anymore. Unfollow. Yeah. Um, question number six for you. We're almost done. Uh, at what time of day are you the most agreeable? The most agreeable? Yes. If I'm going to hit you up for uh, to borrow $5 to get lunch, what, when's a good time? Hmm. I mean, any time of the day, if you let me know what it was for, I'd be agreeable. I don't know if I'm ever, like, completely agreeable. You seem very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I asked you to be in my podcast. You went, sure. Yeah, I like Yeah. You All, know. Right. All right. Can I borrow $5? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Will you take me and my wife to dinner? Uh, I would have picked. Probably. <laughs> I'm winning. I just like hanging out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I probably, I'm probably most awake around... Two o'clock, so that's probably the it's best. It's the right time answer. Time. Yeah, there are no wrong answers, but two o'clock is the right answer. Seems right. Yeah, it's 7.32 early, 6.32 early, yeah. 10 o'clock, starting to roll out of bed if, on a perfect day. Yeah, so that, that's the right answer. Um, hey, kids, uh, we got a sponsor. This one's a short one because now we have a lot of sponsors, and I'm trying not to uh, just kind of be the sponsor show, but I'm also trying to make money podcasting, so it's it's a weird line to walk. Uh, Bamba Pamba Vintage, B-A-M-A-P-A. And a vintage, vintage menswear. Google them. Uh, go online. If you're not local, if you're not l- lucky enough to live in the city of Lakes, the city beautiful, or Orlando, Google them. Go their online shop. If you see something you like, a 15% discount with a discount code SCOTCH at checkout. And locally, uh, actually, when this comes out on the, what did I say? It was the 26th. It's going to come out, uh, no, the 23rd. On the 26th, they will be in the parking lot at Star of Stardust in the Audubon Park Garden Market and they will be selling their goods. Go in their booth, try something on, decide you love it, and then mention Scott's a good conversation. Boom, 15% off a big kiss on the lips and a hug. I probably should stop saying that um, <laughs> because I, I hear from the kids at Bama Pama that no one's taking them up on it. They will say thank you and they'll want to hug you, but they won't. 
So 15% off and no hugs. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, B-A-N-A-P-A-N-A, Vintage, Vintage Menswear. It's the best. Uh, Third question from you, please, sir. Third and final question. Make it a good one. Third and final question. Who? This isn't really a great question, but... um, There are no bad questions. Who is the most relatable TV dad to you? We, I mean, we grew up on... Yeah, TV dads. There were a lot of TV dads. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I can tell you. Okay. It's Dan Connor. Who's that? From Roseanne. Well, yeah, he was pretty relatable. I never really... I'm not a Roseanne fan. Yeah. But I'm a Dan fan. Yeah. Um, he owned a bike shop. He had that struggles. That was the most relatable he, family sitcom. Yeah, he had struggles of his own. He, he had a nice guy. Punch yeah. somebody if he had to. Yeah, yeah. Take care of his kids. I can see that. That's that's pretty solid. I won't steal your answer. I wouldn't have thought of that one because I was never into Roseanne. But but I I, I like the way that was written uh, and it was smart. It seemed uh, it seemed like Archie Punker without the over the top racism yeah but Archie was a lovable dude like Archie Bunker was a fantastic he was every man he really was character he was every well, every that, single type man yeah, that show in itself was pretty groundbreaking it, could, it couldn't be made today because too, of too offensive yeah, yeah. Um, lovable father figure that's not my real biological father see now I'm not trying to do the um thing I'm just mm. rambling stream yeah. of consciousness um <laughs> They did that one on purpose. I would say... You ever watch Alf? Alf, yeah. Yeah, uh, Willie. Yeah. Willie from Alf. Yeah, Alf was great. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say it was great. No, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Willie seemed like he was trying really hard to take care of his family, but he was a nice enough guy to bring an alien life form into the house and not tell... Uh, I, I like Willie. I think Willie had struggles, but Willie was okay with taking care of something that, that he saw that needed protecting. He kept the cat alive? Yeah, it's true. Uh, Alf would have ate the cat. I forgot about that whole angle. Yeah. Alf eats cats. He was also kind of like, um, if you if you want to get really bizarre, maybe it was like, uh, it looked a little bit like Paul Schaefer. A little bit. I think so. Yeah. Maybe there was a connection. So I love me some Paul Schaefer yeah. also. Paul Schaefer was also the answer I was going to go with, but he's just a little known father figure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Have you seen? I think he's still alive. He's not looking so good these days. Really? Yeah. Well, Willie's, uh, Willie's not. He didn't age well. Hmm. He didn't get a whole lot of work after Alf. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Paul Schaefer, he's fine. He's fine. That's a book I want to read. You know, he wrote a book about oh, being know. Paul Schaefer. Think about the caliber of musicians that Paul has played with. And he was in the Blues Brothers, and he was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And uh, was he in Pee-wee's Big Adventure? I think he was. He's been in some films. Mm-hmm. He's worked with every major act from like 1981 or 82 to whenever Letterman went off the air. You remember how stoked you were when he finally shaved his whole head? I know, right? I, I was, but that, like, that was a nice thing. <laughs> we saw like that Ten coming. years younger. Uh, um, hey, uh, th- um, last question. Yeah. You're being chased by five guys. Would you rather have a gun with only six bullets in it or one hand grenade? These guys are going to kill you. They're obviously, they're bad, bad hombres. Um, I would not take my chances with a hand grenade. Okay. Um, I would probably go with a gun. Okay. Just figure it, 
<laughs> hope like, for the best, it, right? <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I saw that. That's that's a good question. It's five guys, six bullets, one Wait, hand grenade. Not like, like the the restaurant five guys. Oh no, no. That, that's that's. Uh, I'm not wild about that restaurant. No. Yeah, the hot dog's good. The one thing they're not five, famous five for. Five actual human men. Yeah, hey, no, 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 that would be silly. Um, but we also don't know if they're actually traveling in a group. So you're, being, you're, you're, you're being chased by five guys. We do have a gun with six bullets or but, one hand grenade. But, but are they together? I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're just 12 random angry men. You, you do piss people off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still going with, with the gun, six bullets? Yeah. I'm you, do, are you a gun person? That's actually what I went back and put in my car. Oh, wow. Good for you. I didn't know if that was... You weren't packing heat. I appreciate that. No, I didn't want to... You know, some people aren't comfortable with that. No, well, I, I have had one other guy come in who uh, who was a gun person, and uh, he, he brought his gun in. I asked him, I was like, are you carrying a gun? He said, yeah, it's right here. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good was with that. Was it John D.? No, no. Is he, is, <laughs> was he, is he going to do? Uh, yeah. Oh, I've got weapons all over the place. i got a nunchucks right here. Yeah, you come at me. You yeah. don't have your gun? <laughs> Bunk right in the middle of that. No, I'm not a gun person necessarily. But, but I'm, yeah, the world's a violent place. I'm, I'm not anti-gun. Yeah, I figured uh, yeah. I don't want to... I don't want to use a gun, but... It's well, nice to have I'm protection. also not the kind... I don't believe that having one brings shit upon me. Okay. Because yeah. I can tell you since I got... A concealed weapons permit. Yeah, yeah. mellowed out. <laughs> it's probably best. I appreciate that. From a not, being yeah. a non-gun owner, I, I want you to be mellow. Yeah, I'm a dog person, but I can't take my dog. I mean, my dog will eat your ass if you yeah. come in here with your gun. Yeah, then you shoot her, and then I'll be sad. No, I'll I'll never shoot a dog. Well, wait till you get up. She's going to lose her fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, she will. Uh, question number eight. And the last one. I think you know where this one is. Who do you know that I don't know that brings something, something wonderful to our little, little beautiful little piece of paradise that we call Orlando um there's a few is, it, is your gun dealer <laughs> we don't talk about <laughs> okay right. um there's uh do you know Kelly Shockley from Ethos being no. in the kitchen no 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 I, I think I know that name but maybe I just know Ethos and I'm trying to sound cool yeah he owns yeah. The, the oh it's a girl restaurant. it's a guy oh, it's a guy okay um that's a, that's a hard name to grow up with. And he's uh Oh, first question. He's not a hippie. Okay, good. And uh, he's not a health food nut. Okay, that's me. I'm not a hippie. We're a health food yeah. nut. Kelly, come in. Hang out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I mean, I could probably give you a few of them. Yeah. Say Kelly. I like him. He's a, okay. He's a okay. Uh, if you could reach out to Kelly. Yeah. And tell him, first of all, I know he's not a girl. Mm-hmm. Sorry about he, the misunderstanding. Yeah, Pervy's not a girl. Okay, well, I mean, we do the the, the, the podcast with our pants off, so that, that'll mm-hmm. be easy enough. So I appreciate it. Um, remind the kids where you work and how, like, uh, if, if I needed the best tattoo in Orlando, uh, how I would go about getting it. Uh, well, there's a, I, a number of other tattoos. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good tattoos <laughs> I, in I saw, Orlando. I, I saw you guys. You guys are an interesting crowd. I love. We, we've got to kind of got the same thing podcasting wise here there's a group here locally called the, the podcast mafia mm-hmm. and we do try to help each other out yeah. like and there's there's 20 good podcasts in town and if you go to the podcast mafia facebook group you can find a number of podcasts way better than this podcast uh, and you guys as far as the tattoo industry and i notice with the bar industry locally too you guys help each other it's a very symbiotic relationship well, yeah you the, know? Ta- the tattoo industry is kind of you know it's almost kind of split in two at this point between certain types of 
you know, with TV shows and things like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of attracted a different type yeah. of. Yeah, uh, it's all Dave Navarro's fault, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm let's blame it on him. I'm not gonna say it isn't. Yeah, okay. But, um, <laughs> no, there's yeah. We, I mean, there's definitely like a, a crew of people that we all were friends. Well, little Joe sat there on the green yeah, chair. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and he's just straight up, just just yeah. good dude, and his heart's in the he's a fucking Freemason. He, yeah. he helps children. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I think we all do our own thing. Well, remind the kids where, where Rise Above uh, is. Rise Above is at 1009 North Mills Ave in the uh, Mills 50 district. It's uh, myself, Scott Lucas, Bobby Williams, Joe Spino, uh, Aaron Murray. We have uh, Shane Olds. Everybody kind of does their own style. Cool. You know, do their own version of whatever it is they want to do. I, I spied you guys out even before I, I met you and got a chance to talk to you when I was thinking about covering up this dumb star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, you guys were on my list of places cool. that I, I would visit. So definitely go by there. There'll be uh, links in the show notes. And check it out. You can't go wrong with that. I want to thank my buddy CJ Mask. He wrote the haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation. He plays with Mike Dunn. He plays with Richard Scherfe and All God's Children. He plays all over town. Go see him. I'm not in the mood to deal with that. Um, <laughs> I love you, CJ. I want to remind you that this episode and every episode is brought to you by our fine, fine sponsors, Bama Pama Vintage, B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A. Google it. Follow them on Facebook. Find out where they're playing all over town. Uh, playing. Where they're uh, doing pop-ups all over town. Red Light, Red Light. Best damn beer bar in the entire world. 2810 Korean Drive. 300 different types of beer. 26 beers on tap. And La Femme du Fromage. Up the street from Red Light, Red Light. Located at 3810 Korean Drive in the East End Market. Delicious, high-end, wonderful cheese. If you enjoyed the podcast, if you like what we do here, if you like just people shooting the shit and talking and interviews style thing type thing subscribe to us on itunes that would make me incredibly happy leave us a review email us at scotchinggoodconversation at gmail.com call us at 407-965-3507 friend us on facebook follow us on our group follow us on instagram whatever you're my new friend scott i love you thanks buddy you guys thank you so much it means the world to me that even one of you would listen i love you very much please hug each other talk to each other peace take care bye-bye Thank you.